0: Welcome to Buzz with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history and drinking. Hey there beer fans. Welcome to this week's episode of Buzz with Brian. Today we've got a new format, really excited about it. With that format, we have our first guest on the show. I have one of my very dear-to-my-heart friends with me, Trevor Cooper. Brian, it's
1: such an honor to be here in your humble abode. I mean, this podcast is super exciting, and I just feel really fortunate to be your first guest here. Not only am I excited to see you, I'm excited for you to have this beer that I brought with me today.
0: Yeah, tell me more about what beer did you bring today, Coop. So
1: I actually brought a beer from one of the first craft breweries I ever toured. It's called Oso Brewery in Plover, Wisconsin, just outside of Stevens Point. So pretty much smack dab in the center of Wisconsin for those of you who don't know or aren't familiar with Wisconsin. And the beer I brought with me today is Bring Me the Disco King. It is a barrel-aged sour blonde re-fermented on blueberries and ginger. I'm excited for you to try this one, Brian. And from what I understand, you usually have Sponsors for your episodes,
0: right? Yeah, that's right, Coop. And uh, it's it's funny that you brought a beer with a disco reference because today's episode is sponsored by Disco Balls Hanging in PT Cruisers. Well, it sounds like we're gonna have quite a party tonight. Oh yeah, we're bringing back all of the old flair, and we're gonna crack open this beer. On to the show. Cheers. So before we, uh, you know, crack open this beer and review it and talk a little about Oso. Uh, tell the fans out there, Coop, you know, a little bit about yourself and, you know, our relationship with each other and and, and a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So uh, right now, finishing up my last year at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health. And just like I delivered the beer to you tonight, I'll be delivering babies as a future career, which I'm super excited about. And I like to attribute our friendship to 1316 St. James Court. It's a real magical place. And it's where we spent a wonderful senior year drinking beer, going to Badger football games, and just having a great time on the UW-Madison campus and changed my life forever. And now we're here creating this podcast, drinking beer. Nothing could be better.
0: I totally agree with you there. I mean, it's, it's funny how things come full circle. Our friendship was bonded over beer, and here we are recording a podcast, about to share a brew together. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I like how close we are right now. It feels good. It feels really, really good. So let's uh, let's move on to the next segment here. So, Coop, uh, before we get into cracking this beer open, let's talk a little bit about Oso. I mean, I've I've personally never had the beer before that you're bringing. I'm really excited to try it and drink it. And I've actually never even been to the tap room. So, I mean, what can you tell me about Oso? Yeah. So
1: Oso Brewing was actually founded in two thousand seven. And like a lot of good Wisconsin craft breweries, the owner was actually a home brewer. And in 2013, they were actually the second fastest brewing brewery in Wisconsin. Ever since then, it's just sort of taken off. And I was actually at their old tap house. And within the last year or so, they have a new tap house, which is so much larger, so much more room for activities. And they have live music, ton of events, which you can find on their Facebook page. Uh, they usually have something fun going on, so I'm I'm looking forward to heading up there, checking out the new tap room, and maybe that's
0: something that we can do together in the future. Absolutely, I would I would love to do that. Have you actually been to any of their uh, tap room events in the past? I haven't. I did their tour in the
1: in their first tap house, and, and that was kind of it. Their first tap house, like a lot of up and coming breweries, was was kind of small. But the the new one they have was actually in a old shopco, R.I.P. RIP Shopco. Yep. So they have a lot more space now. From what I can tell, they've got a lot of events going on.
0: Awesome. Absolutely. We should definitely get up there and check out an event and just check out the space together. Um, What can you tell me about, like, what are some of their flagship beers? Like, what do they offer? They've got a pretty good
1: selection, in my opinion. A couple of their core lineup beers are called Night Rain. It's a complex oatmeal porter. And I know how much you like porters. Love me a good porter. And where I get excited is one of the first sours I actually had, it's called Infectious Groove, which is a kettle sour blonde ale, and it's crisp and refreshing. And it's actually a base of a lot of the sour beers that they have. But the one that I really wanted to highlight out of their core lineup, it's called the Big O. And in 2015, that beer actually won gold at the Great American Beer Festival.
0: That is incredible. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, some of our listeners are very in tune with brewery hardware and what matters, but the Great American Beer Festival in in, in Colorado is the king of festivals. For them to bring them a gold, I mean, that's outstanding
1: and this being a wisconsin brewery when you've said wisconsin you've said it all and like a good wisconsin craft brewery they are a firm believer in supporting wisconsin ingredients and just wisconsin in general so you can feel good about
0: drinking these beers absolutely love that and you know i think we've been talking about the beers so much that like i'm starting to get thirsty let's let's get into this review what do you think let's do it All right, Coop. We are on to the best part of the show. We're about to break open this bottle and drink it. This has been a, a really big episode of first. I mean, first time having a guest on, love that you're here. First time having a barrel aged beer. And you know, the first time this bottle is actually kind of cool. It's a, uh, a 375 milliliter cork bottle. I, I can't say I have had these beers too often. Um, This beer is weighing in at a 6.8%, so definitely a little higher up there in the ABV, and it's uh, 11 IBU, so it shouldn't be very bitter. I'm expecting a very smooth, easygoing beer here. So tell us a little more about this Bring Me the Disco King. What do we we see on the bottle? You know, Brian, I'm not even going to sum it up with my own words because
1: I don't think I can do it enough justice, so I am going to read the description off the label because I think it sums up what you're about to experience. So what they say is melancholy vibes dance on fresh Michigan blueberries like sweet tarts on a jazz lounge piano. Ginger excites the show like brushes on a snare drum grooving to the metronome. Funk and subtle wood orchestrate the transfiction into a hypnotic state. Close me in the dark. Let me disappear. Soon there will be nothing left of me. Bring me the disco king.
0: That was hauntingly beautiful. There's a tear in my eye. I I can't believe that. That Let me dab that for you. (laughs) <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm also noticing one other thing on this bottle coupe that actually is another first. What's this uh, certified seller aged beer uh, label I'm seeing on there? Yeah. So this is something they can actually get from the Wisconsin Brewers
1: Guild. And in my experience with Oso's beers that have this on there, what I like to do is I actually like to store them in a cool, dry place for about six months to a year. And what I find is it really brings out the flavor and then it also tastes
0: richer. It's a richer experience. Okay. All right. I can, I can definitely buy into that. Uh, I've definitely, I've cellared a couple beers myself before. It's, it's cool that that's just on the label. But let's get into it. On to the pour. All right.
1: All right, Brian. I don't know about you, but hearing that first uh, cork pop, whether it's a beer, champagne, you name it, it's one of the best sounds in the world now. What I want you to do is I want you to take a smell. What, what are you thinking right now just from the initial thoughts?
0: Oh, man. I mean, I mean that one, that cork pop was very exciting. And this yeah. beer, this pour, I mean, it's wow. And, and uh, the smell to me. I feel like I'm getting a lot of the ginger. There's a lot of the ginger shining through on the nose, and I'm really curious to see how that's gonna transition on this first sip. So, what do you what do you think? Let's let's uh, take a sip.
1: Yep, let's pour it out and uh, take a sip here. All right.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go first here, but yep. I uh, <laughs> the ginger hits you in the face, and, and it's crazy. It continues to build like as you put your nose into the glass, and that the transition of the beer reaching your tongue. I feel like I had. Wasabi in my mouth for a second there. It was that strong. And I kind of dig it. I mean, what, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, the ginger's right up front, and then the blueberries come in. You get that sour blueberry taste. And I think what really makes it special is it sort of mellows out together. You got the ginger, you got the blueberries, and then as soon as you're done taking that sip, what's left on your tongue? You got blueberries, but then you get that little buzz feeling from
0: the ginger absolutely totally agree i mean it's uh, you get that ginger ways at the front and then the smooth transition to the blueberry so i think overall this beer is very fruit forward yeah my tongue is still buzzing and i i mean i've only taken a few sips here and it's it's the ginger is is sitting on there no i think that's why it's called buzz with brian right (laughs) that would be correct that is why it is buzzed with brian (laughs) (laughs) What what do you think of the color the color, oh yeah. It's definitely a little bit on the darker side and I'm catching like a, a really kind of sexy purple tone in there. What what do you think? I don't know. You could almost call it violet? I think you could call it violet. Yeah, I yeah. think so. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's a it's a good color. Um
1: something that I would expect, something that has uh, blueberries and I don't know, it just looks there wasn't a huge head on it.
0: No, not at all. If, for being a, I mean, I guess it's a cellar beer, so it's kind of mellowing out, but definitely not a cascade of foam. I mean, it was, it's definitely a very uh, low carbonation beer. Yeah. And I think that makes it more drinkable. I would agree. Yeah. Drinkability. I mean, you have to like sours. This is kind of in your face. It's, it's a little tart, you know, more of a, a tart blueberry as opposed to a sweet for me, at least. Mm. But, you know, if you're if you're into that beer, I'd say this is so crushable.
1: You know, that's a good point, Brian. I think I think what people have to know is that this is definitely a sour through and through. For all my people out there that like sour patch kids, you're gonna <laughs> love this beer.
0: Yeah. You'll like this beer. So uh let's let's get on to a rating here, Coop. What do you think? Alrighty, I'd like to hear what you think. Okay, Coop, I'll have you go first here. Give me your genuine rating of the beer. It's going to be a zero to five. I know you're a fan of Untapped as well. So you're, you're very familiar with that. So down to the quarter point. But what are you, you going to rate this beer? You know, Brian, uh, I'm a huge sour fan. Probably the first craft beer that I've actually enjoyed
1: were sours. And you know, for this one, I'm going to have to give it a 4.5 out of 5. And I know that sounds pretty high. But in my opinion, I think this is something where the way they advertise it is what you get. You're getting a sour beer, it's blueberries, it's ginger, it's hitting you right up in the face, and it's everything you'd expect from a sour beer. That being said, I feel like sour beers are definitely meant for like a one-and-done or or two max. Definitely not something that you can drink fast and and drink a lot of. So for anyone who's looking to try sours, that's, that's something to know up front. They're definitely more sipping. And I think Oso does a really great job with this one. And that's why I'm giving it a 4.5.
0: Okay, mad respect, mad respect. I uh, I definitely agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think for me, if I was going off my first sip, I would be probably right up there with a 4.5. I mean, this this beer did blow me away. It's, it's really fun. It has a lot of neat characteristics with like the ginger zing mixed with the blueberry. But as I drank more of it, and credit like you were just saying, it's definitely sour beers are something you only really want to drink one of, maybe two, but for me, the ginger was a little little too much at the end of the glass. So I'm going to have to give it a 3-5, which I think is still a great score. But that's where I'm sitting, and that's the review. Brian, those are fighting words, man. I don't know. We're going to have to settle this outside. Hey, after the podcast is done recording here, we'll, we'll definitely talk it out. Yeah, we'll hug it out. Coop and I are back after taking a quick pee break. Coop, how you feeling? Thanks for asking, Brian. I'm feeling a little lighter. Ah, really? How much lighter would you say? Probably about 500 cc's. 500 cc's. You know, that's that's oddly specific, but I expect nothing less from a future MD. Yeah, you know, the trick of the trade. You just got to guesstimate. <laughs> I think that's, you know, good is good enough, right? <laughs> yep, you just got to eyeball it like anything else. <laughs> Perfect. So, Coop, are you ready for the last segment of the show? Yeah, I'm excited. What are we doing? So, for all of our audience out there, obviously this is the first time with the guest. I want to wrap up with just like a kind of a quick interview, rapid fire questions for the guest. So, like, are you ready, Coop? Yeah, let's get it started. So we'll start simple. Tell me, Coop, what what was your first beer?
1: You know, for all my Wisconsinites out there, I think you're gonna love this. Although I can't really remember specifically. I think it was actually Miller High Life or MGD. Those were the only two beers that we had in the household. Coop, wouldn't you say that
0: those beers are more or less the same? You know, they're pretty tasty. High Life, it's the Champagne of Beers. So Absolutely. I take that back. They are definitely different beers. You can't go wrong
1: celebrating with a High Life. But mm-hmm. MGD, it's a close second. And I think, they're, are they are they still making it?
0: I honestly have not seen it out in a while. I know that... The MGD is actually a light beer, so I don't know if Miller sixty four replaced that, but I've not seen it. Hmm. Well maybe we'll have to try and hunt for that and see if it's still out there. Okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely. So all right, if so MGD or High Life, what was what was your first alcoholic beverage? So, first alcoholic beverage was actually blackberry brandy. Ah, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. And there's actually a fun story behind that. It's actually a uh, family tradition. Anytime someone goes hunting and gets their uh, first deer or someone gets a deer, uh-huh. uh, tradition states that you have to take a shot of blackberry brandy. And let me tell you, back then, that was the worst thing I had ever tasted. I can
0: only imagine. Does, do you get used to it, though?
1: Oh yeah, and and now like any good uh, Wisconsinite, love my brandy.
0: Love it, absolutely. Yeah, for all of our out-of-state listeners, we love our brandy in this state. We drink a lot of it.
1: And when you ask for an old fashioned, it better be with brandy.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> all right. Well, what would you say? What's the total amount of money you spent on alcohol in you know just the last week? I think this
1: last week is uh, a little bit higher than usual. Not only seeing you, but also being back in Madison, seeing classmates. So I'd probably say it's about $100
0: or so, but that's not the average. That's not normal. Okay, so a clean Benny Frank. Nice. Yes, very (laughs) much so. What about, let's say your lifetime. What do you think you've spent on alcohol? Oh, you
1: know, it's got to be a couple grand, as you're well aware, traveling to other cities, even going down to just Chicago. uh, That can really add up. Mm-hmm, um, absolutely. So, cost it, it, of living,
0: cost of beer—it's higher down there.
1: It is. It is. That's why I like to stay in Wisconsin because <laughs> it's <laughs> nice and cheap. Amen, brother. Yep. So yeah, it's—it's got to be a couple grand, um, less than ten grand. We'll—we'll we'll, we'll say that. We'll stick with that for okay. a safe guess.
0: Respectable. All right. Very. I like the uh, analytical, you know, the side of that. That was good thinking there. All right. Next question we got: If you could drink anywhere in the world right now, where would it be? Ooh. It's pretty cold in Wisconsin today.
1: Mm. Uh, y- Indeed. Yeah. You know, yesterday we had a false spring day where it was in like the 40s. So I think right now I'd want to go to like Bora Bora or somewhere tropical, get like a nice mojito or margarita, just sit on the beach and enjoy the
0: warmth. Absolutely. I love that you elaborated what you'd want to be drinking too. That's, that's, I mean, that tropical drink, I mean, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. All right. When in Rome, as they say. <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> Alright, so one more question for you here, and this is something that I you know I kinda want to hopefully start asking everybody that gets on the show. But in my mind, and you know, you kind of already answered a little bit. You said, you know, you've had MGD or Miller High Life was your first beer, and these are things I think of as your lawn mowing beers. These are your mm. everyman beers. Like mm. these are things that are very simple but they serve a great purpose. So what would you say your favorite lawn mowing beer is?
1: Right now, what you
0: have me doing is you
1: have me imagining in the future, nice house, big lawn, you got a rider, what are you going to do? You got that cold beer, mm. and I think it's going to be a throwback to some of our college days, and I think I'm going to have to go with hams. Oh, man. You know, clear, clear blue
0: sky, clear water, good stuff. I think it's, I think the beer that's made in the land of sky blue water, is it not? Oh, now that you say that, yeah, that sounds right. Man, yeah, the hams is... That just that tickles me on the inside just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you uh, fielding these questions here, Coop. Thanks for having me, Brian. Absolutely. Let's wrap this show up. All right. All right, beer fans. That brings us to the end of the episode here. Hope you had a good time. I know I had a really great time having my first guest and my really good friend, Coop. Definitely enjoyed this beer, you know, the Bring Me the Disco King. Coop, before we sign off here, can you just tell us a little bit about the availability and distribution of, you know, this beer and uh, Oso's other beers?
1: Yeah. So we know about the brewery in Plover, Wisconsin, but they also have a tap house here in Madison off of East Wash. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So they have uh, a huge selection at that tap house. Uh, You can also travel up to Plover. Check out the the brewery, meet everyone there, check out their new location, would highly recommend it. And if you're looking for other unique beers to try, aside from this one, one of them that they release, usually about once a year in March, and personally, I just love it because of the reference. For all the Idiocracy fans out there, it's based off of the Brando
0: Oh, okay. Very yeah. nice.
1: Yeah, it has the electrolytes, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so when they actually created this beer, uh, a couple of years after they did it, they actually got contacted by Universal Studios saying that you need to rename this beer.
0: No kidding. Yeah. So, Well, now- we, we did talk about that on last week's episode about breweries are not, you know, they can get sued and they will get sued for all these naming rights.
1: Oh, I'll have to check that out. I'm inter- I'm curious now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this sour beer is called Your Favorite
0: Sports Drink Sucks. <laughs> and I don't know about you, Brian, but I think we know who they're talking about. No question, no question. <laughs> so outside of Wisconsin, do they distribute anywhere else, Coop?
1: Yeah, they have a handy link on their website that you can look at uh, the county and see if it's in there. Right now, based on their website, it looks like it's only available in Wisconsin and Minnesota.
0: Okay, so our, our neighborly friends to the West can definitely enjoy some of their brews. That's good. Well, that wraps things up. Thanks for listening again today, folks. Check out the social media, you know, give us a like, a follow, a subscribe. Really appreciate all that. If you want to write in and tell me I suck or, you know, give me some positive feedback, either or, buzzedwithbrian at gmail.com. And uh, looking forward to getting on the mic here soon, maybe with another guest. Cheers, beers.